Hey guys, it's Tim and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the third, no, 16th of May 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on and before Monday Night Raw. If you guys haven't heard the news, if you didn't read the title of this podcast, well, before Raw and right when Raw was starting and so forth, excuse me, Sasha Banks and Naomi gave up their titles their tag titles, and walked out. We'll get into all that and more as we talk about everything that went down tonight. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And at Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe either with a tiered subscription, just like Esports Gaming Rules 316 did, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you got Prime Gaming. Take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But remember, if you're not watching on Twitch, you might want to go over to our Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, and follow the channel. Because by the time AEW Double or Nothing comes, we will be fully transitioning all live streams over to Twitch. I talked about this in length last Friday night. Talked about it a little more this morning on the wrestling wrap-up. But all live streams here for Pro Wrestling Unlimited will be moving over to Twitch as we got a new opportunity through Twitch. And with that opportunity comes guaranteed money. But we're not allowed to simulcast on YouTube or Twitter anymore. So just know that starting with or right around the AW Double or Nothing pay-per-view on May 29th. All of our live streams will be live only on Twitch, but then immediately, as quick as we can, uploaded to YouTube right after. Literally, I will click stop streaming, take the video that just recorded, click upload on YouTube, and hopefully within less than, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes after that, it will be uploaded for all of you to watch. So again, I wanted to give you guys ample time to know. Wanted to give you guys enough time to go over there and make sure you follow the Twitch channel. We'll still let you know on YouTube and like the community tab and stuff. Hey, we're live on Twitch. So you'll get stuff there. But just know that by Double or Nothing on May 29th, all of our live streams will be moving over exclusively to Twitch and no longer on YouTube. Speaking of Twitch streams, tomorrow morning, I will be doing a Twitch stream talking about and playing and showing off all the new DLC stuff for WWE 2K22. They're coming out with the Most Wanted pack. And today, they actually made some superstars available that were only available in the My Rise mode, like Dominic Dijakovic. Like, um... Like Dominic Dijakovic. Like Alexa Bliss, Shinsuke Nakamura, and so forth. But if you are watching on YouTube right now, you can help us out over there with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. 
As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, remember, you can always head over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited and get all of that as well. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something, whether that's a new game, an old game, a free game, or B-Bucks points and whatnot for Rocket League, Fall Guys, and Fortnite. I'm going to ask you, excuse me if I keep burping, I literally didn't eat anything all day and then ate something really quick before we went live. Busy, busy day. But go over there. It's going to ask you before you do anything, before you check out. You have a creator code and you do. It's right here. It's PWUnlimited. Again, your epic creator code, PWUnlimited. It doesn't cost you anything extra to put that code in, but it does support us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Now, we're going to have to talk about the elephant in the room, the story of the night, Sasha Banks and Naomi. So, and I want to be completely accurate on this, so let's go to the PW Insider website because they were the first to report this. I want to see what time exactly they reported this. Um, I got to do some military time here because their, their stuff's in military time. That would be... So literally, right, like five minutes after Raw went on the air, PW Insider reported that Sasha Banks and Naomi had walked out of Monday Night Raw. Now, I did a full write-up because there were two different stories that we got tonight. One from PW Insider initially breaking the news and another one with an update from Fightful. Fightful also posted a statement by WWE, but let's, write, let's read what I wrote on PW Unlimited, pwunlimited.co. When tonight's Monday Night Raw started, it was noted how the main event would be a number one contender six-pack challenge to see who would challenge Bianca Belair next for the Raw Women's Championship. The match was supposed to feature the likes of Becky Lynch, Asuka, Dewdrop, Nikki A.S.H., Sasha Banks, and Naomi. Yet, the latter in Banks and Naomi did not like this plan, and they walked out. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Some say before, and some say right at the start of the show. First reported by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Johnson reported that prior to tonight's Monday Night Raw, Sasha Banks apparently was not happy regarding her creative for tonight's show and ended up having a meeting with Vince McMahon. She asked to speak with Vince, and they obliged. Vince would not budge on the creative plans for tonight's Monday Night Raw, and neither would Banks as far as her not wanting to do it. When she realized that she, and I don't want to say this, but I do want to say this, when she wasn't going to get her way and Vince was not going to budge, she made a decision to leave the show, to leave the arena, to leave the broadcast. Naomi would leave with her, which is another interesting note because according to a report from a Fightful, Naomi was actually slated to win the number one contenders match and move on to Hell in a Cell on June 5th to challenge Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. That's the interesting part. It was also noted that Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha to win that match, which is another interesting note in itself. Now, during tonight's Monday Night Raw, 
They just said a couple of times, oh, um, Sasha Banks and Naomi have left. This match is now a singles match. Becky Lynch and Asuka. That was a last-minute decision as once Banks and Naomi left, apparently the word from Fightful is people were scrambling to figure out what to do next, which I don't understand why they didn't just make it a four-way, but yeah, it ended up being a singles match, which sucks for Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. because they got screwed out of being in the main event. Heck, they got screwed out of just competing at all and getting to perform at all tonight. Now, regarding all of this, WWE did release the following statement to Fightful and I think others in the media as well as the statement read the following. When Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations John Laurinaitis's office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championships belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. And even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed that they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd have ma- they've ha- they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver, as advertised, tonight's main event. Now, there's some things to deconstruct in this actual statement by WWE where, as Joey Janela put it, kayfabe in the mud here. But, first off, they had eight hours to rehearse, which means that they would have initially shown up to the building around noontime. But they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match. But if the whole thing was Sasha didn't want to be pinned by Naomi and Naomi didn't want to have to pin Sasha and Vince wouldn't budge on that, then what does them being able to rehearse things really matter? The other interesting one is they were sta- they claimed they were, quote, uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with these two and in- these individuals in the past with no consequence. Now we know Sasha Banks and Naomi have worked with Becky and Asuka in the past. Last week, as the tag team champions, they worked Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Now, I'm not naming any names here because I don't know who the two individuals they didn't want to work with are. But could it be that something happened last week in the match with Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. that they didn't like? I don't know. I'm not claiming that. But that is just what we can think based off of this statement. Basically, they said, you know, Sasha went to Vince, and there's no word if Naomi was in that meeting with Vince and Sasha. All we know is Sasha asked to speak with Vince. She got the meeting with Vince. Vince wouldn't budge on creative plans. She wouldn't budge as far as not wanting to do it. And so she and Naomi left the building. Not the first time that Sasha did not like something that went down and just, you know, pitched a fit and left. Now, it's unclear if any repercussions will come to either Banks or Naomi for handing in their titles and leaving the building before the show went on the air. Well, before the show went on the air, or right as the show went on the air. Because, again, some are saying this happened before the show went on the air, but I have seen one state that this happened, like, right as the show was beginning. Like, they walked out. Like, all this stuff with Vince and Sasha happened before the show, but then walking out was right as the show was starting. Hence, everyone had just scrambled to figure out what to do for the main event. So, follow the story very close. 
try to figure out exactly what's going on, what could happen going forward. But Naomi and Sasha basically said, here are the belts. We don't feel respected as the champions. We're leaving. Had their suitcases in hand and walked out of the building. And we'll follow the story very close. If we do hear anything further, we will let you guys know. But we got a Monday Night Raw to talk about. Again, we'll talk about all that at another time. Excuse me. Again, we don't know what the situation with the tag titles are going to be, Magma Lord. Again, they had their belts. They gave them to Johnny Ace, and they left the building. That's all we know. Relinquish? Maybe. Claim titles now vacated? Again, that was not stated by WWE that they are no longer the champions, so we'll see what happens with that. But as far as tonight's Monday Night Raw does go, there's a lengthy video package, and I do want to be fully transparent with you guys. I missed the first hour and 15 minutes of Raw, so I had a friend write notes for me. So basically almost the first half of Raw, I watched, but was not capable of writing my own notes. So the first half of these notes were written by a friend for me. I do want to be fully transparent if I do stumble on anything and it sounds like I'm just reading. But again, I did watch the show. I was just not in a, in a place because I was working another job. I was not in a place where I could actually take notes. So again, I had a friend take the notes for me just to be fully transparent with you guys. There's a lengthy video package hyping Bobby Lashley versus Omos. The announcer stood next to the ring and plugged everything going on tonight, including the tag team unification match this Friday on SmackDown. Now, Omos entered the ring with MVP, who cut a promo on Lashley. MVP said, We are living in the age of the Nigerian giant Omos, and he would brutalize Bobby Lashley tonight. Cedric Alexander then attacked Lashley from behind during his entrance, and Omos joined in. Lashley fought, uh, Lashley fought back, and they had to be separated by a bunch of officials. Fans chanted for Lashley as he entered the ring and awaited Omos as he went to commercial break. So, this match here went just about seven and a half, well, right at seven and a half minutes. MVP managed to hit Lashley at one point with his cane through the, the I guess you could say, diamond shapes of the uh, steel cage. I guess they're diamond shapes. I don't know. But the holes in the cage. At one point, Lashley pop, got popped in the face by the cane of MVP. Actually, a couple of times early on in this match. Tried it again later, but Lashley grabbed his arm through the opening, and yanked him into the cage. Lashley immediately speared Omos for a close near fall three minutes into the match. Cedric Alexander ran back down and climbed to the top of the cage, but Lashley slammed him off the top into the ring. Lashley tried a high cross, but Omos caught him and chucked him into the side of the cage. Omos then slammed Lashley into the other side of the cage, and the panel broke. Lashley fell basically through the cage, crawled to his feet, and was declared the winner of this match. It's St. Valentine's Day Massacre all over again. Vince, Austin, Paul White, Big Show, whatever you want to say. It was Paul White at the time before he got the name The Big Show. If you don't remember, St. Valentine's Day Massacre is Vince McMahon versus Steve, Steve Austin in a steel cage. Going, they're going. McMahon's getting his ass beaten. All of a sudden, up from the bottom, up from under the ring, through the mat, here comes Paul White. That's Paul White! That's Paul White! The big man is here! Well, he grabs Austin, throws Austin. Austin 
grabs onto the side of the cage. The panel swings open. Austin, let's go, falls to the floor. Ding, 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 ding. And your winner, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It basically did the same thing here tonight. <clears throat> basically, it was a way for Lashley to win. But Omos, to, I guess, still be kept strong because he didn't have to get beat down in a way for either Lashley to have enough time to climb out or pin or submit him. So basically, Omos got to stand tall but still lose because he threw Lashley into the cage. <clears throat> the cage busted open. Not the first time we've seen Lashley go through the cage before. Remember the Omaga cage match or the Umaga cage match where Umaga was on the outside and Lashley said, screw it, and he ran Dove, jumped over the top rope, into the side of the cage, and... Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> uh, Magnolia says, what year was that? What year was St. Valentine's Day Massacre? 98? I just remember that I've seen that match way too many times because I had a, like, a best-of DVD back in the day that had that, the I Quit match between um, Rock and Mick Foley... I also it also had the Mick Foley, excuse me, Mick Foley Undertaker Hell in a Cell match that was ninety nine Valentine's Day nineteen ninety nine. So as we get back to the notes here, close this Google search. All right, here we go. <clears throat> so Mustafa Ali. And Theory entered for a match. Before this could happen, though, Theory grabbed a mic. He wondered why Mustafa Ali thought that he deserved this match. He said that they need a special referee. Call this one down the line, hence the Miz. Theory didn't think it was fair that Ali was getting a match against the United States champion after losing last week. So he got Ali a separate match to prove himself first. His opponent, well, Veer Mahan. Match went just shy of three minutes. Ali fought back despite the blatant trip by Theory from the outside of the ring. Ali went for a dive, but Miz stood in his way. When Miz finally moved, Mahan turned Ali inside out with a million-dollar arm, the clothesline. Veer put him in the cervical clutch and picked up the victory via submission. Mahan then put the hold on again after the match while Theory and Miz just took selfies. Took selfies with him. That was it. As Mahan, though... Cleared the announce table, Ray and Dominic Mysterio entered to their music. They knocked Mahan off the apron, but Mahan caught Dominic and tried, uh, who tried to do a high cross. Ray then brought Mahan down with a seated senton. The Mysterios posed in the ring as Mahan looked on in frustration. Ray and Dominic are back. They were gone for a little while, and they are back tonight on Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> so, beginning of the show, they announced a six-pack challenge. The winner moving on to face, well, Sasha or Bianca Belair for the Women's Championship. About 40, 45 minutes into the show, Becky would approach uh, Adam Pierce. She claimed that she saw Naomi and Sasha leave the building with their bags. And therefore, the six-pack challenge, well, that can't happen if they're not here. She wanted to be named the rightful number one contender by default. Well, she never got a rematch after losing her belt. Kirsten told her no. Instead, you're just going to face Asuka in the main event, and the winner will move on to Hell in a Cell to face Bianca Belair. Again, why couldn't they make this a four-way? I don't know. Especially 
if what we know is true that none of them four are supposed to win, so why not put all four in there and still have Asuka win? Asuka wouldn't have even had to pin Becky. She could have pinned Nikki. Anyways, next up, in a sub-11-minute match, it was Riddle against Jimmy Uso. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Jimmy drove Riddle into the steel steps early as we went to a commercial break. Riddle fought back with a Pele kick after the break. He also hit a running forearm, an exploder suplex, but Jimmy got his knees up on a dive attempt. Jimmy followed this up with a pop-up Samoan drop for a near fall. Jimmy then blocked an RKO attempt off the top rope before Riddle got his knees up for a splash. Jimmy then distracted the referee, which allowed Jay to knock Riddle off the top rope. Jay tried to assist Jimmy in making the cover, but the referee caught him and tossed him from ringside. What made this even better is that he said, You're out of here! And then waved goodbye to, do, to uh, Jay Uso. I popped for that one. I mean, technically, referees shouldn't make them part of the story of the match, but I, I actually kind of popped for that one because he's like, You're helping your brother. You can't do that. You're out of here! And then he like leans forward. Bye. I really enjoyed that. This then led to Riddle rolling up Jimmy for the pinfall victory. With that, Riddle does defeat a Jimmy Uso tonight on Raw. Also, I think there was no Randy Orton, and Corey Graves said something about Orton had a family commitment that kept him off tonight's show. But they're still pushing that tag match on Friday, so be there Friday. Earlier today, there was a video. Liv Morgan told Kevin Patrick that Rhea Ripley wasn't going to get anywhere when she, with what she said because Morgan never gives up on a fight. Angel and Humberto would then appear. He wanted to feature her on the kiss cam. AJ Styles and Finn Balor then jumped in next. Styles called them creepy and told them to leave. Styles and Balor asked Morgan to join them at ringside tonight. She seemed unsure and said she'd think about it. They got a segment from Judgment Day. Are they Judgment Day or The Judgment Day? Because I've heard people reference them both ways. Edge just said something last week about Judgment Day. But I've also seen people reference them as The Judgment Day. Actually, let's just go to WWE's website and see if there's anything changing tonight's Raw's like breakdown. did it did it did it did it no, nothing yet. I was going to say if there's... Let's see from last week. Um, the Judgment Day. WWE says, The Judgment Day. Welcome Rhea Ripley into the fold from last week. So they're, they are The Judgment Day. So Edge sat on his throne with Ripley and Priest standing by his side. Priest told us that all our favorites would receive punishment. Ripley said, quote, I will not be the figure of my mistakes. There is nothing holding me back. Now, it's time for complete and utter eradication. Edge said that he sees that the fans are angry and he can, and he can understand why considering the state of the world, he advised everyone to stop being sheep. We've already seen what they can do to the likes of Morgan, Styles, and Balor. He basically said anyone could join them and offered an opening to the aforementioned trio, which if the rumors are true, they're going to be joined by one former Tommaso Ciampa. Graves reiterated before the next match that Banks and Naomi have left. He called it unprofessional and acknowledged that there could be more going on. Tonight's main event is now a singles match. One-on-one. 
PJ Styles of Finn Balor with Liv Morgan at their side took on Los Lotharios in about a nine to nine and a half minute match. Angel and Humberto controlled through to and through a commercial break. After which, after which, Balor made the hot tag. Balor went for a shotgun dropkick, but Angel caught him with a super kick. Humberto tried something off the top, but Balor got his legs up, and Humberto took a, just a fantastic looking bump. Styles took out Angel with a phenomenal forearm, while Balor hit Humberto with a coup de gras for the pinfall victory. Morgan did the too sweet thing with both Balor and Styles after the match. I think Balor and, and AJ, great tag team. Crowd loves them as a team. I think they work well together. They got the dynamic of not at the same time, but both being former members of Bullet Club. So they got that backstory of we were both big time members of Bullet Club. We both came from good runs in Japan. Now, maybe we can work together in this tag team division, not just against the Judgment Day, but in the tag team division. Maybe one day we see them as Raw Tag Team Champions. So Gable, along with Otis, approached Kevin Owens with the results of the DNA test. He compared the DNA of Ezekiel's red cup to the DNA of Elias's old guitar. Owens was getting impatient as Gable explained the process, so he grabbed the envelope. The test results were, well, inconclusive because the sample was contaminated by some sort of barbecue sauce. Otis theorized that Elias must have eaten some pulled pork and smoked ribs. Owens screamed at them. He also yelled, uh... Gable for screwing up because he was supposed to be the smartest man in the world. Gable said that he beat the truth out of, he'll be the truth out of Elias tonight. Owens told him, go do that. Also, very cool. Owens wearing a Sami Zayn forever shirt. So next up, we had a rematch from last week. It was Alexa Bliss against Sonya Deville in a four-minute match. Bliss, with new music. Deville had the control early on and decided to untie the turnbuckle cover. The ref caught her and started tying it back up as DeVille hit a spine buster. He made a cover, but the ref wasn't paying attention. He finally made the count, but Bliss kicked out. Followed us up with the DDT and picked up the victory. After the match, well, DeVille, who was no longer an official, slapped the referee. Cody Rhodes then cut a promo, and boy, Cody got so intense with this promo, he was dripping with sweat. Cody got so into this, that he was glistening. Cody enters to a strong reaction from the live crowd. Rhodes said that he was told that Seth Rollins wasn't here tonight, but hoped that he was listening. Rhodes tried to move forward last week, but Rollins dumped gasoline on the flames and stomped his head on the announce table. Rollins told Rhodes that he would never take anything away from him again. Rhodes wondered what he took from Rollins. Rhodes beat him twice, but he didn't cross any personal lines. Rhodes accused Rollins of being stuck in a purgatory of his own creation, and Rollins was trying to pull him into it. Rhodes recalled Rollins debuting in 2012 with a shield, and Rhodes was among a few of the bitter boys in the back. Rollins was tag team champ with, within months and shattered the glass ceiling soon after. Rhodes' story was much different. He painted his face while a smile he painted his face with a smile while he was dead inside, but he endured. Rhodes knew that he would never be the American dream, so why not embrace his nightmare? Rhodes said Rollins was an embarrassed, was embarrassed over the two losses, but 
that would over wouldn't but that wouldn't overcome his own desire to reach the top. Rhodes would not be denied his second chance because Rollins would have to kill him. He said, quote, and I'm going to give him the chance. Rhodes then with all his fortitude said, how about we do this match inside hell in a cell? The crowd popped big. Rollins then appeared on the big screen. Rollins could be heard laughing through the speakers and suddenly appeared. Rollins said that it wasn't enough for Rhodes to steal the spotlight at WrestleMania or for him to cheat at Backlash. Rollins said that Rhodes must be stupid to challenge him to a Hell in a Cell match because anyone who entered the cell with him has changed forever. Rollins threatened to expose Rhodes for the fraud that he is. Rollins accepted as Rhodes said, quote, I'll see you in hell. I like this. I like the segment. We all knew the match was coming. Like, no sh- shocker there. No, no big shocker there. But after the, ma- after the break, it was officially announced. Well, Rhodes, Rollins, challenge was laid out. And the challenge has been accepted. And the challenge has been made official. <clears throat> so in the back, Sarah Schreiber interviewed Asuka. Asuka again uh, mocked Becky Lynch, calling her a baby, saying that she's going to give her something to cry about later on tonight. Graves again then gave the same statement from earlier, saying that Banks and Naomi left. They left unprofessionally from the building. Kevin Owens would join commentary here. If Kevin Owens isn't the best improvisation man in all of pro wrestling, I don't know who is. If Kevin Owens is not the best man to just think on his feet when speaking, I don't know who is. Kevin Owens is phenomenal when he's just got to come up with something off the top of his head. Just wink, 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 line after line after line. He's just fantastic. They showed a picture of Ezekiel and Elias standing together. And Owens is like, because first off, they're like, you know, Jad Gable, he's going to face, and this was Jimmy Smith. He's like, he's going to face Ezekiel tonight. Like, he didn't want to say it, and no one's like, no Elias. No, he's facing Elias. Then they showed a picture of Elias and Ezekiel together, and no one's like, that ain't him. That's either photoshopped, or when Elias was at a concert, he got a picture with somebody else that now looks like Ezekiel. He also mentioned that he met Elias's parents, and they all lived close together in Orlando. They never mentioned having another kid. Next match, Gable versus Ezekiel went 11 minutes. So Ezekiel was on offense. Notice leveled him outside of the ring as Gable distracted the ref. Ezekiel made his comeback shortly thereafter and hit a lifting knee strike for a two. And then asked Owens, hey, ain't that the same move that Elias used to do? He's like, no, it's a move that Elias is still doing. He can say that he's doing that move in tribute to his brother, but he does the move the exact same way. He lifts the knee the same way. He's got the same mannerisms. He walks into it the same way. That's not Ezekiel, that's Elias. And then like, on the screen, they came back from a break, and it's like Ezekiel versus Chad Gable. And Kevin Owens is like, whoever put that on the screen is wrong. And he'd say Elias, not Ezekiel. And then like a minute or two later, he's like, bring that graphic back on the screen. But it needs to say Elias, not Ezekiel. And then it said Ezekiel again, and Owens goes, no, that's wrong. Whoever's doing this in the truck, I'm going to go beat them up later. He also said when Ezekiel's making his entrance, and it said Ezekiel very big on the Titan trying, he's like, Jimmy James, whoever's working the boot, the truck, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a talk with you because it's, we'll say Elias. Kevin Owens is just fantastic. At one point, 
Ezekiel gets knocked down, and Chad Gable goes to the top rope and hits a moonsault, but gets a two off of it. Owens then goes, Otis, you're sweaty. Don't touch me. I was happy there too, but it did, yeah. Like, I was happy. They both thought, oh, moonsault. Gable's going to win, but he didn't. And he's just like, Otis, you're, you're sweaty. Don't touch me. But regardless, Gable tried to cradle Ezekiel. Ezekiel countered it into a cradle of his own. There we go. Picking up the victory. So Ezekiel beats Chad Gable in an 11-minute match. That was a pretty good match, but very, very entertaining because of Kevin Owens on commentary. So there's a backstage segment with Tamina, Truth, Tozawa, Dana Brooke, and Carmella. So basically, it was Dana Brooke and, and Truth looking for Tozawa. Basically, Truth hadn't given him the divorce papers yet, haven't served him. And so they're like, oh, we got to find Tozawa. And she's like, you haven't found him yet? Where? He's like, hold on. You want to find a Tozawa, you got to think like a Tozawa. One, two, three, here you go. Tozawa pops up. He's like, you've been served. I was like, what? Divorce? Huh? No, Tamina. And Tamina runs off. He's like, Tamina, no. And then Dana Brooke pops up. And she's talking to Truth for a minute. And Truth is just like, what, Dana? I like the way you got married and then you got divorced. But there's something that I need. I need my baby back. I need my baby back. Goes to chase um, Dana. Dana runs into Carmella, who's doing her makeup. Dana and Carmella go back and forth. Calls Dana a not good competitor. She uses a specific word, but I can't remember. She called her a bad competitor. And then said, oh, you're all talk. Like you're, she's, and then Carmella's like, well, at least my husband likes to look at me and this and that. And she goes, well, maybe you're just like your husband. I'll talk. I can't get it done in the ring. Carmella got mad. Truth, you hear Truth running back up. Like, Dana, I want my baby. And he runs into Carmella. He's like, oh, no, you, Carmella. Where'd Dana Brooke go? I need my baby back. Jump on my back. She goes, Truth, I'm not doing that. He's like, but I need my baby back. She's like, Truth, I'll help you get your baby back. But I want Dana. Also, there was a line where uh, Dana Brooke told Carmella she hasn't been re relevant since the chinless guy was around, James Ellsworth. But basically said, I want Dana. I'll help you get your belt, but I want Dana. So I don't know if that's going to mean that she's going to pin Dana to take the belt and then basically give it over to Truth or so. I don't know. So then we go back to the arena and we hear. Making her way into the ring. She is a mother, a wife, a daughter, a United States Marine, and a WWE superstar. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans comes down to the ring. She's all hammered up like a baby face. And she mentions how much she loves the servicemen and women of the United States and implored the crowd to give them an ovation. The crowd then chanted, USA, USA, USA. Evans said that finding the courage to fight and change the circumstances of your life was hard. We had what it took to do so. She was ready to show everybody, especially her girls, that you can break the cycle. We want, we have what it takes to make it, she said. Evans then ended it with, quote, may not be better than any of these other WWE superstars in the Raw Women's Locker Room, but they damn sure are no better than me. So there we go. All of a sudden, we go to the back. We got a blue light and smoke. And I go, what the hell is this? And it's Riddle. Riddle walking down a hallway. He warned, or, um, he warned the Usos what's going to come on Friday. 
and then said, RK Bro 420 would smoke your ass. Elsewhere, the Usos also did something, a little promo deal. They basically said they're going to walk out Friday with all the gold. Also, we learned, well, Lashley and Omos, they're not done. Next week, we're going to get what's called the Almighty Challenge. I think that's what it was. Let me pull the graphic up. I have the graphic right here. Yeah, Bobby Lashley's Almighty Challenge for MVP and Omos. What does that mean? Who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? So in 20 minutes left in the show, Bianca Belair would make her way out to the ring. We get a break. Come back, we get a recap of the cage match. With about 13 minutes left in the show, out comes Asuka and Becky. About 11 minutes left in the show, maybe 9 or, well, no, 11, 11 minutes left in the show, match begins. 30, 45 seconds in, maybe a minute in, we go to break. Went to a break about a minute or so in. And when we come back, they were exchanging cradles. Asuka kicked Lynch in the head. Asuka followed this up with a few more kicks. A German suplex and a sliding knee for a two. Asuka reversed a manhandle slam into an arm drag, but Lynch caught her in between the ropes and hit a diving leg drop for a two. After a few more counters and cradles back and forth, Asuka caught Lynch in an Asuka lock. Lynch flipped over into a cover and got a two off of it. There was another counter sequence that led to Asuka applying an arm bar, but Lynch got to the ropes. Lynch then rolled to the outside and dared Belair to hit her, trying to get Asuka disqualified for Belair hitting her, but Belair wouldn't bite. Asuka went to the outside, but, but Lynch pushed her into Belair. Belair then jumped up on the apron, and Lynch used this distraction of the referee to grab Asuka's umbrella. Lynch tried to hit Asuka with it, but Asuka sprayed mist in her face. She followed this up with the buzzsaw kick, a pin, and the victory. So at Hell in a Cell, it will be Asuka challenging Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. A few hours before this, it's supposed to be Naomi becoming the number one contender. I thought this match was a good, I thought it was a really good match. Good use of their almost 10 minutes that they got. And the show went off the air with Becky over there screaming, it's in my eyes, I can't see, help, help. So cool. And then Asuka walking up the ramp, doing her little dance thing. Cool. I thought it was a great way to end the show. That was a fantastic match. Uh, Asuka and, and Becky never disappoint when they work together. So it's like, hey, great match by two great competitors. But with that, that Monday Night Raw, and that is what I thought of tonight's show. Remember, if you want to let me know what you thought of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that's 510-906-1341. Before we do, we got to check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, to let me know what you guys thought of the show. 60% thought the show was just all right, where 40% actually liked it. As far as tonight's Raw goes and our Twitter poll, 57% liked the show. Seven, uh, 25% thought it was just all right, and 17% did not like Raw. Checking the YouTube poll here. Very similar. 51% liked the show. 32% thought it was just all right. And 17% did not like Raw. As far as the text messages do go, it says, who challenges for the women's tag team titles? Uh, well, actually, this text came in today well before we knew any of the news of what happened. 
actually, let's see, three, four, hour and a half, this text message came in before we knew of everything that went down with Sasha and Naomi. So can't answer that question. For says, for Cody's segment, did you see that a fan whipped out an AEW sign? How do you think they got that through security? Either A, security just didn't see it because maybe they had multiple signs and that was behind one of their signs, or B, security saw it, didn't realize what AEW was and let it through. I don't know, and it's really not that big of a deal. Because who do you see walking out Raw Women's Champion in Hell in a Cell? Well, with knowing that this was not supposed to be Asuka, Bianca Belair. Per says, I think Raw did good tonight. I've been wondering, who do you think Vince liked the most, Riddle or Theory on Raw? Also, where have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode been for a while? No clue on Roode and Ziggler. As far as who Vince likes better, Riddle or Theory? I think, I, I mean, I can't answer that because I don't know. No one's ever told me. But I mean, I would assume maybe he likes them equal by the way they're both featured on the show. But again, no one's ever told me. I can maybe try and ask about that. But no one's ever told me, oh, who does Vince like? Uh, Vince likes Riddle better than Theory or vice versa. Theory better than Riddle. I don't know. Or says, any update on Io Shirai? Who are you seeing met take titles off Mandy Rose? and team on NXT 2.0. I mean, we haven't seen Nia Shrine in a little while. I haven't heard anything on what's going on with her. I thought she should have been called up to the main roster by now. As far as who can beat Mandy, I mean, I've, I for some reason think that it may end up being Cora Jade. I don't see who else that they've been grooming for that spot. And this last one says, I think the Usos will win the titles Friday Friday, Riddle will be bad, and that will give him a reason to face Roman. If Roman gets involved, yes. If Roman doesn't get involved, then why would Riddle need to face Roman? Because Roman pinned him with backlash. I mean, that's all he needs right there. But I haven't heard anything on our Riddle-Roman match, so I don't know. Also, next time someone spams the text line... Four times in a row, the same text. I'm just not going to read it. Just be patient. If you send something an hour and a half ago, before I've even gone live, before you even read the text messages, just wait. Just wait. I'll probably get to your text eventually. But if I see this again, I'm not going to call out numbers or names or anything. But if you're going to over spam my text line, I'm just not going to read your stuff. Just saying. But I'm trying to read other people's stuff in order. And then you text in with the same thing, and then it throws everything out of order. So, no, we're not doing that. But with that, that was Monday Night Raw. That was everything we know on the situation with Sasha Banks and Naomi. We'll follow that story very closely. We'll see what comes of it. And if we do hear anything else regarding the futures in WWE of both Naomi and Sasha Banks and what's going to come of all this, I'll have for you right here. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited now a little bit later i'm gonna be doing a special live stream on my twitch twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy you may go what's so special about it you, you stream a couple nights a week already well today i actually did a photo shoot for a client now i need to edit those photos so i'm gonna do it on stream you guys get to see how i Edit photos from a client photo shoot. 
So this should be a really fun stream. We'll do that for a little while. Then we'll jump into a game. Maybe we'll do some NASCAR. Maybe we'll do some a Fortnite. We'll see how and what you guys are feeling during the first portion of the stream. But with that, I got a fun one tonight. See how it goes. Have a great rest of your Monday. Remember, live stream on Twitch tomorrow morning on twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. Showing you guys everything that is being added today and tomorrow to WWE 2K22, where, oh, 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 2K, you pissed off a big community today. 2K pissed off a lot of people today when they basically did an update and said, oh, modding's no longer allowed in this game. But with that, guys, see you guys later. Have a good night. See you next time.